I remember when I was like 16, you know, saying to my mates, yeah, I'm gonna be a millionaire when I'm 20. Have a little patience. Potential customers have already qualified themselves before getting in touch with you. We're just a couple of business anchors. Welcome to the Business Anchors Podcast. This jingle is slightly too long. This jingle is slightly too long. Welcome to episode 35 of the Business Anchors Podcast, the podcast where two business owners lift a lid on the weird and wonderful world of business. Today, we're revealing our unusual business model. We'll discuss why we never, ever use outbound marketing. And we're talking about... Your deepest, darkest secrets. No, patience. If you're just patient, then I would have continued that sentence. (laughs) Oh, brilliant start to the podcast. So, um, Dan, yeah, what is inbound marketing and what is outbound marketing? That's a really good question, Lloyd. Thanks. So inbound marketing is where you produce marketing material to attract opportunities. Mm. And outbound marketing is when you go out there and get it. So an example of inbound marketing could be producing an educational video and putting it on YouTube to attract opportunities. Outbound could be me messaging you and saying, hey, Lloyd, do you want to buy this Tash cream? No. <laughs> Thank you. People keep telling um, us that the, what beard oil is, by the way. Sorry, we talked about it on the last episode. Yeah, I've realised we really don't understand beard oil, no. did we? We've got lots of people. Yeah. But about. anyway. It's not to make yourself look creepy, surprisingly. <laughs> um, yeah. We probably should have realised that that wasn't uh, what that product does. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks for letting us know, guys. Yeah. Keep them coming. Helps the algorithm. So um, inbound and outbound marketing, we we just do inbound marketing, don't we? Yes, we do. Do you know what? Do you know who uh, invented the phrase inbound marketing? Oh, go on. Found this out in my, in my extensive research for this episode. Yeah. Uh, HubSpot. Really? They coined the they phrase inbound marketing back wow. in 2006. I mean, it was happening, but they actually mm. gave it a name. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. Which I thought was quite interesting. Yeah. I mean, who knows if they just said they were the first ones to. Yeah. Yeah. Thought that was interesting. But um, yeah, I think a big difference between inbound and outbound, inbound and outbound marketing is to me, nearly all outbound marketing is disruptive to who you're targeting. No, it's not. Pardon? Oh, are you disrupting? No, I'm just thinking people will. I'm just trying to be devil's advocate. Oh, uh, well, I, I think it is. Yes, yeah, so do I. Cool. <laughs> I'm seeing if you had a, a point to... I'm not sure you know how playing devil's advocate works. <laughs> um, yeah, so you're, uh, you're calling someone, you're Messaging emailing someone. them. Some people think, well, get email marketing isn't disruptive, mm. but it's kind of like you, you haven't requested that email, mm. you don't want it, it comes into your inbox... Oh, yeah. we're a good business. Do you want any of this stuff? Mm. Um, and obviously the more traditional media, your TV ads, mm. it's like, um, yeah, it's disrupting yeah. your experience. Whereas um, inbound is more, um, I'd say... Attracting. More, yeah, attracting... Well, uh, well, that wasn't where I was going, but you oh, okay, said attracting sorry. and then I just repeated you. <laughs> I just copied, <laughs> what, copied what you said. What were you going to say? I was going to say inbound is far less dis- disruptive. So mm. you'll be, you want to find something out. So mm. you search for it on the internet and the answer is there. Yeah. And that's part of the process you wanted to go on. But yeah. that that answer is actually selling you something or s- spreading the word about I a brand or I also think just because 
we focus on inbound. I don't want to demonize outbound marketing. Like I don't, we don't hate anyone that does it. I think hmm. I personally well, think some, we probably hate some people. Yeah. But I personally think, and we're going to d dive into why this is. I personally think inbound marketing is a lot more effective, but it takes a lot longer. But there's lots of hugely successful businesses, way more successful than us, that are, that are focusing on outbound marketing, going out there and messaging people and calling people. Yeah. And well, uh, the way I mean, the way a lot of people look at it, and I kind of look at it. So, for example, my LinkedIn inbox is full of outbound marketing. So, full of people who have connected with me or requesting to and they're sending a message saying if you're mm. interested in this mm. send this so it's that kind of thing of well it must work because why mm. would they be doing it why would so many people be doing it if it didn't yeah but i think with outbound marketing it's usually more of a it can be more of a numbers game so i mean if i get in contact with a thousand people maybe three of them might be interested mm. um why why do we only do inbound marketing um the, I find this interesting because mm. I wanted to ask you a similar question. Okay. So in my eyes for our business, there's part of me that thinks we only do inbound marketing because I think long term it's the best strategy. So it takes, in the short term, I believe it takes more time and effort and resources because, mm. for example, if you're creating a load of content and you're not receiving leads and sales straight away you're thinking hang on i've invested this time and mm. i haven't got anything back yet but in the long term doing that kind of thing you're building an audience or you're building traffic to a blog page that mm. you've written and that kind of thing so I, I believe it's more success in the long term not every business has the privilege of being able to wait for the long term mm. but i think my main thing is if we invest our resources to so say we could have two people, two of our staff here rather than doing what they do and mm. supporting us, creating great content for our business and for our clients, two of those people could be um, one of them could be working on email marketing, just trying to get mm. as many emails to as many Cold decision calling. makers as they can. And one of them could be on the phones, mm. picking up uh, the phone and calling everyone. Um, and that in the short term, mm. it might be like today, we've literally got a lead today. Mm. Whereas from this podcast, us recording this today, we're not getting a lead mm. from it today. But in the long term, I think we, that, that's my point. I think, I, I think sure it's a lot deeper than that. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I think my perspective is, um, you know, our whole marketing approach is to to produce marketing that doesn't just drive trackable return, mm. but people actually enjoy consuming. Mm. And I think this you kind of unique approach that we use, I think it's it's come from the fact that um, I, well, not, not I, but personally, I've always hated being sold to. Yeah. Like, uh, for you know, as far back as I can remember, I've always hated when people disrupt you and try and sell you something mm -hmm. and, you know, or, you know, unsolicited emails, unsolicited calls. Yeah. And that's made me want to try and take an approach that's the opposite of that mm. and actually um, uh, does drive that trackable return, but mm. people enjoy. And I think that's what's taken us down this path. Early on, I remember being so afraid that people would think we're being too salesy and trying to sell stuff that yeah. we did the opposite and never sold, which yeah. was too far that side. And we just produced educational content yeah. rather than. Well, I, I, yeah, I agree with you. And I actually 
my long-term view, I completely think the future of marketing is almost... <laughs> I think I just accidentally burped into that <laughs> sentence. Did. It was a little weird noise. Yes. Uh, sorry, listeners. <laughs> we're going to keep that in because we're so real, raw and honest with this podcast. <laughs> that is right. Um, anyway, moving on. I, I think the future of marketing is almost like by far the majority is going to be mm. inbound. I think people are going to be less and less willing to be disrupted to be sold to and i mm. think they already are and i think certainly gen z are much more that way and i think they don't so so looking at gen z i think they don't don't mind being sold to uh if there's influencer marketing done in a genuine way so mm. someone they follow that they've learned from or they enjoy watching that entertains them if they genuinely sell them a product that makes sense uh, they use it and it's someone they respect yeah. they're happy to and that's not disruptive that's someone that you respect say i'm following a filmmaker mm. and he's got this some little cool gadget camera, to do with yeah. cameras and i'm like and he talks about it. it's like by the way this this is an ad there's a mm. link in the description but it's just something i mm. genuinely use mm. so i thought i wanted to talk mm. about it um I think that's not disruptive and more and more people are accepting of that mm. in the younger generations. Whereas this, you're watching something, trying to consume entertainment mm. and then something comes up, oh, buy oh, this, this thing that's completely unrelated and you've never wanted. Have you, have you ever bought something based on a, a company using an outbound approach? Like thinking about it, stuff you've bought, can you think of anything that you've bought because someone's unsolicited, called you, emailed you, or I think, messaged you. I think I'm there, trying to think. There's of a I... couple of times I can remember, but that's literally a couple of times in my whole life. Mm. So I think that show. You know, we mm. said about it being a numbers game. Like I remember. But you I, remember buying that butt plug? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because butt plug telly sales is such a big industry. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, God, really threw me off there. Got, got that. Got that in my mind. Sorry. Uh, and my butt. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I can't even remember what it was, but I remember a, leaf, a leaflet being delivered, some kind of service for my house, and it happened to be the exact time I, I needed that service, so I actually right. called them. Mm. But obviously, that's with it, you know, since I've been a homeowner for like the last eight years. Mm. So out of eight years, that happened once. I've probably had... I probably get a leaflet through my door mm. once every two days. Yeah. So that's the kind of numbers game. The conversion it's, rate it's is that like, if I deliver to five thousand people, mm. there's going to be eight people that are exactly the right time they're looking for yeah. my service, um, and it's weighing up. Yeah. That. But do you think you have or? I can't think of anything. There might be, but I really can't think of anything. But I still, if I, I don't know if I'm an extreme person, but if mm. I get a, a sniff of someone trying to sell me something when I haven't shown any interest, I completely yeah. get. If I've shown interest, of mm. course, like that's, you know, oh, I'm actually yeah. interested, Lloyd, in your hat. Yeah, How, yeah, yeah. You know, where'd you get it from? If for no reason at all, someone's reaching out to me, do you want to buy this thing? Mm. It instantly turns me off that person, even mm. if the thing can help me solve a problem, yeah. which sounds ridiculous. But I don't know. I feel like because of the internet, we're all able mm. to do our own research now. We're, we're all, when we have a problem that needs solving, we can... Mm. We have so much information available to us. We can find the best solution mm. to that problem that's that's probably better than a mm. random person just reaching out to you. And I think business owners listening to this, I truly because we've experienced this in our business and found the long term success. I'm not we're not the most successful people in the world, but what we're doing is working exactly the way we want it to in mm. our business journey at the moment. And I think 
having a look at what you're doing and it's kind of like there's so many businesses that put so much time and money into almost how can we trick our potential customers into having contact with us so it's like how can I write a message on LinkedIn that makes it sound like I I'm offering them something yeah. but I'm actually trying to sell to them there's actually a new a new thing I've seen on LinkedIn mm-hmm. lately this is this annoys me even more uh, this this person messaged me and the first cold message is what do you think of um people like you know trying to sell you stuff when you don't know them when mm-hmm. and that kind of thing with the aim of if I say oh I think it's okay if they've got mm-hmm. a problem then they're going to sell to me mm-hmm. I think I hate this. Remember, I remember having a call with a, a company that called us that was like an F in the F1 world years ago. Yeah. And, and I was on the phone for about 45 minutes because they positioned the call as if they wanted to be a customer of us. Mm. Like we've got this new thing going on. We're really looking for marketing to partner with a marketing company. To, eventually, after the 45 minutes, realized, oh, they're trying to sell us an advertising sponsorship spot for their yeah. thing. And I was like, off the call, I was just... So pissed off. I was like, Lloyd, I've actually just... Mm. This is why I'm so sceptical now about anything to the mm. point that probably sometimes we may be putting people yeah. off working with us because if they... But that's what I mean. If you're using these tactics and strategies, like how can we trick people into listening to us so we can sell to them, you're setting yourself up for a negative experience with that yeah. individual or, or that, you know, say that individual. If it's email marketing and you're using extremely clickbaity titles to get someone to open it and hopefully buy your product, you know, you're sending that to thousands of people. You're going to have thousands of or hundreds of people that open it that are then unhappy with you and would never want to do business with you. And I think, yeah, I don't know. I think looking to the future of business and looking long term for business owners, we need to get out the mindset of disrupting people is the way Mm. to sell to them because i think more and more there's more and more free ways people can get information Mm. that they want without being disrupted and i i did really hope when with youtube and with facebook i was really hopeful that finally we've got this place where people can go and they're not disrupted when they're being entertained because they don't have ads and free roll ads unfortunately (laughs) i think obviously they got big and more traditional business started creeping Mm. into them when the money was there and then it was like, oh, we'll just do the same thing as TV and put ads in the middle for you. Yeah. I know it's more targeted and stuff, mm. but I mean, I think my thoughts are, you know, Instagram shopping ads, mm. uh, not shopping ads, but the Instagram posts where there's a the little shoppable bit you can post. take on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, in the future, you're going to be watching, a, uh, you know, the documentary on Netflix with Harry and Meghan. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And I think you're going to be able to, so completely non-disruptive, you're going to see Meghan wearing a dress like it pause it and click a link through to that dress yeah. Do you see so it's I mean? not like buy this dress yeah. it's just and i think if you've like if passive you, consumption exactly if mm. you've got a backpack that you want to sell i think it's going to be far more let's create a 45 documentary about killing mount kilimanjaro mm. and the main guys wearing our backpack yeah. and using it rather than let's create ads yeah of, buy my backpack yeah i do think though it's easier said than done like, it's easy for us to sit here. Now we're in a position that we've been doing this for six years, that we've mm. invested all that time, the long-term approach, being mm. patient, that we knew that through creating marketing collateral that attracted opportunities, that works really well. But what if you're a business starting out and you literally need to pay your mortgage so that you and your family don't get kicked out your house? Mm-hmm. It's, it's difficult to have the mindset of not, you know, disruptively trying to say, Lloyd, you want to buy my mm. windows and doors? It's like we yeah. can't just sit here and say do this stuff because it's it's easier. And I think that's the thing. Some businesses need cash in the short term, and 
making a YouTube video and trying to grow an audience on YouTube for, for sales in a year's time isn't going to solve that problem of we need cash flow to pay our staff or to yeah. pay my, you know, as a business owner, pay my own mortgage next mm. week. So I think that's that's the reality that it's not possible all the time. But I would I would say focus on it's very tempting to do too much of that stuff to get try and get sales instantly so mm. if so if you're a solopreneur or whatever mm. they call it where you're on your own yeah or you've got a couple of people do the minimum amount of the short-term stuff so that you're okay ticking over but don't try and make loads of money that way because i think that's mm. it's short-term thinking of well i could make 20 percent more this month mm. but it's like you could be making 200 percent more in a year's time yeah um, I also think another benefit of the inbound approach, which we've discovered over the years, is that potential customers are, have already qualified themselves before getting in touch with you because you've been putting out all this great content, adding value. Um, like the sales calls I have now, one the other week that, that, that I had where they're, uh, they're saying, yep, I've uh, been following you for the last year, listen to your stuff, love it. Um, we want to work with you. Let's let's agree how we're going to do that, mm. rather than you disrupting someone and them saying, well, "Excuse me, who are you? Why are you interrupting me?" Mm. And then that that whole like the conversion time is a lot shorter, and the the leads and deals we convert are a lot higher quality mm. because they've converted, they've they've mm. qualified themselves. Yeah. So playing devil's advocate with our bit, we're shouting about you should do inbound marketing, not outbound mm. like most businesses to do, because we're we're quite radical in the approach of. We literally only do inbound. Well, mm. I'd say 98% inbound. Yeah. And there might be like 2% of stuff that might mm. be out, outbound, maybe even less than that. Mm. Um, and we're so far on that scale. But do you genuinely think we're going down that path because there's not more that outbound marketing could add to our business? Or do you think part of it is because we as business owners don't enjoy the outbound marketing process. The latter. I, I totally think we could be doing more outbound marketing and it will help us grow our business. Hmm. But I also think we could be doing more inbound marketing to help us grow the business in a better way. Okay. But I do, in, in, in terms of outbound, I think in the future, we are going to do some more outbound, but I think it's going to be different in the sense that it's going to be with people who have shown some level of interest mm. in working with us. Mm. I never want us to do cold outbound stuff where you're just mm. messaging random people that have never heard of you saying, do you want marketing? We can mm. do it. I just never want to be that guy. I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I'd rather, if we are going to do some outbound marketing, it to be people who have shown, you know, engaged with us online and with mm. our content and shown interest but I, I don't know, it's it's that, I just have that horrible feeling of, message, if you message people saying, do you want to buy my stuff? That Maybe it's like a weird complex I've there's got. There's better outbound marketing than that. I think we're, we're yeah. looking at the bad examples of outbound yeah. marketing. And I'm sure people will comment this, that like, if you do outbound marketing well, well which we do for our clients a lot of the time, mm. um, some of it's outbound, some of it's inbound. Mm. If you do it well, you can get great results. And I... I also think there's a danger here. There's the other side of this, which I saw in myself when we first started the business. Sitting in the office making a video was a lot easier than getting out there, meeting people mm. and trying to sell to them. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people starting out in business that take that easy option too much and use an excuse. Because mm. I, I think there's a lot of people that 
do that work on their own or in a small team that only do what we're saying mm. inbound but it's more because they want to avoid having to get out and speak yeah. to anyone which i think c- I can think be a negative thing i remember like when i first started working with dad he said to me you should be trying to get out of the office at least once a week because i actually made that mistake of just being in oh i make videos and write blogs and then never met anyone never built any relationships and it's like well have you got no business coming i can help you grow your business (laughs) on twitter (laughs) yeah was that that time (laughs) that was what i sounded like um i've got a huge business (laughs) and i can help you (laughs) looking back oh that was so bad but um, I think another key part of this is the patience thing. I think having patience. Have a little patience. Yeah, and again, that's another thing that's easier said than done. Um, but it's so powerful. I think it, it takes, in my experience, it takes you a lot longer than you think to achieve what you want to achieve. I remember mm. when I was like 16, you know, saying to my mates, yeah, I'm going to be a millionaire when I'm 20. Mm. Um, <laughs> naively, when mm. I was 20, I was just getting drunk at university. So it's, I think it's, it's about managing your own expectations as well. And, and knowing that if you take this long-term approach, if you're a patient, then um, you can get a lot further, I think. Yeah, I think patience has been a real key in our, because all the things that have been the biggest success for us, for example, this podcast does a really good job for our business of getting the word out about what we do to potential customers Mm. and has been really successful at bringing business in so far we we kind of did this uh, we're about a year now Mm. where how long we've been doing this podcast yeah and we left it until about a month ago before we the first time we said shall we stop doing this or Mm. shall we continue um so so that's that's the kind of thing like if we were to look at it a month in Go, and yeah. said, is this podcast going to be something we should continue doing? Mm. Um, we would have said no, because we're like, it takes quite a long time to prepare for it. We've got the team we invest a lot of time in this. Yeah. And resource. That's what I'm saying. And, and the, the return on investment doesn't show itself initially. Well, the only real, not, not the only, but the first kind of thing we got was in maybe um, June, maybe mm. July directly from someone saying i listen to the podcast we want to work with mm. you and we started it so that's six months of it, show, of, of it showing no signs of any return on investment and that's what i mean like what we're saying with patience mm. i think more than half of people out there probably even more than that you know be like, oh it's six months and would, we haven't yeah would stop it after two to three months because it, right we've given it a go mm. it doesn't work um but now some of our most uh, exciting opportunities come from people saying, oh my God, I heard Lloyd talk about this weird thing with his tash. <laughs> and it's funny. It's that, it's that thing again of like, of ultimately people are buying from people. Mm. You know, like some people sort of shit on our approach of, you know, being too non-corporate and, you know, you should if you run a business, you should be more corporate and professional. Robotic and I think no emotion. People who, you know, big decision makers are are working with people they like and in their spare time, they're listening to weird podcasts Dan like Lloyd, this. Lloyd, Business Anchors Podcast. <laughs> Chatting shit. No. <laughs> Good but, stuff. But yeah, I think um, just be yourself, Lloyd. Be authentic. Okay, yeah, authentic. That's the best word we can use. Mm. Just, just be authentic at the end of the day. Yeah. That's, that's what we should be doing. Biggest takeaway of this podcast. Yeah, be authentic, man. Um, another cool. thing with patience. 
we've said about patients with like try so for example we use our podcast marketing mm. another thing i think is financially we we've had a lot of patients with taking money out of this mm. business as business owners we're still being patient yeah yeah i think <laughs> i mean we're six years in and uh most of my peers are, are earning more money than me because I don't take any out. Yeah. No, not, not, well, yeah, anyway, some of them. Um, yeah. And I think Maybe that the right. patients, we, you know, James Sinclair has the approach. We've spoken about James Sinclair as an entrepreneur based in Essex before. Um, he's spoken about it with finances of like, don't just t- make profit of your business and take it out. Invest it in property and then... To make more money from make it. make more money from it. I think we, we don't do that, but our patients is right we've made a profit on this project that mm. allows us to hire that covers a new per employee's wages for six months mm. let's invest in that rather than take the money out yeah um and then you've got that employee for six months like oh we can we can do double the amount of work with this yeah, employee. yeah yeah and then we make more profit another yeah. and so multiplying within the business before yeah. you so having patience financially we're obviously trying to build this business one of the reasons um, amongst the other reasons of like trying to have a job we enjoy and working with people we like and that kind mm. of thing is obviously financially for the future and making sure our families are stable financially. Mm. And I think if you can see that it's going that way for the mm. future, mm. have some patience and don't don't try and just take massive chunks of money out yeah. and, and then make yourself stressed for the next two years. We've literally got a 10-year plan to, mm. to um, you know, to, to focus on. So... Yeah, I think that just shows that we're patient. Yeah, I just realised American listener take that uh, aren't popular in America. So oh, when we not. sang that earlier, and I mean, probably British listeners wouldn't have recognised the tune because it was out of tune as well. So Go on, can you see, give us a, give us a rendition of? Uh, I, they're the only lyrics I remember. <laughs> have, right. a little, have a little patience. Um, yeah. Cool. Okay. Nice. Interesting convo. Yes, very interesting. Um, if you've enjoyed this interesting conversation, <laughs> tell all your mates about how interesting the business podcast, <laughs> business, business oh, anchors podcast you're is. You're terrible. No, Dan, these are the best bits of the podcast. The the outros when we're uh, we're really <laughs> well, saying good why stuff. Why don't we plan anything for the outro that's actually structured? Oh, Just ends up you waffling and <laughs> rambling and waffling is is how we end these episodes. These guys know us now, Dan. They respect us. They will. They respect you. Bye. Bye.